0: Hello and welcome to the Reselling Report for today, Friday, August twenty first, twenty twenty. I'm your host, Ian Eckhart, and every weekday I blow the Reselling Report to update you on the days of retail and e-commerce news, including the latest from eBay, Amazon, Etsy, and Poshmark. If you aren't already subscribed, be sure to do so. And now let's get on with today's show. Well, happy Friday, everyone! Here we are at the weekend. I hope you have some fun plans. If you're going to be going out sourcing for your reselling business. Garage sales, thrift stores, church sales, flea markets, all the things. I do want to say up front that this is the last day that the show is going to be over on the podcast sites. I've been doing this for almost two months now, putting the show on YouTube and over on Anchor, um, Spotify, iTunes, and unfortunately, it's just not working in terms of finances. To be completely upfront and honest with you, in the two months I've been posting to the podcast site, I've made $52. I can make $52 a day on YouTube, and it takes me three times longer to produce the show, to put it on the podcast sites and YouTube. Versus if I just did it on YouTube. So show is coming back only on YouTube, which is where it has the big audience and is growing. So my apologies if you have been listening over on the podcast sites, but financially and time wise, I just can't keep um, continuing to do that. So I hope you understand and continue to listen here. On YouTube. Some retail news uh, to start the day over on CNBC.com. Victoria's Secret Parent L Brands shares jump on better than expected. Quarterly sales, uh, they booked a surprise profit and better than expected revenue during the last quarter, sending its shares higher in after hours trading on Wednesday. Sales fell. 20% during the fiscal second quarter ended August 1st with stores closed due to the pandemic, but they weren't as bad as analysts feared thanks to its soaps and fragrance division. The news sent the company's shares up by more than 4% in after-hours trading after closing the day up about 1%. Excluding one-time charges, it earned $0.25 per share, up a penny compared with a year ago. And better than the 42 cent loss expected by analysts. L brands generated $2.32 billion in revenue, down from $2.9 billion during the same time last year, but a better than expected $2.21 billion according to data. On an unadjusted basis, it swung to a net loss of $49.6 million or 18 cents a share during the quarter, compared with a profit of 37.6 million or $0.14 cents a share a year ago. At its Bath & Body Works brand, sales surged 13% in the U.S. and Canada to $1.2 billion, with consumers stocking up on hand sanitizers and scented soaps to clean, keep clean during the coronavirus pandemic. Within its Victoria's Secret lingerie division, sales sell 39% in the U.S. and Canada to $977.5 million, same-store sales for Bath & Body Works climbed an eye-popping 123%, while they were up 28% at Victoria's Secret. Overall, same-store sales jumped 63%, way above expectations of an 18% decline. The company said it's not offering an outlook for the remainder of the year due to the uncertainty around the COVID-19 crisis. However, it did caution it could face some bumps in the road, especially during the all-important holiday shopping season. As you know, the majority of our sales and profits for the year occur in fourth quarter. Given the traffic constraints imposed by social distancing protocols in stores and capacity restraints in our direct Channel distribution centers, we have a very cautious outlook about our ability to maintain our typical holiday volume, which are about three times larger per week than the average week in the second quarter. The company said it's testing ways to spread out its typical holiday sales over a broaded time period and to pull some volume out of its fourth quarter and into the third. Al Brand said it is still planning to separate its Bath and Body Works business from Victoria's Secret. So we've known that Victoria's Secret has been struggling for quite some time and, like many retailers, the pandemic only um, further <laughs> hastened that, uh, those problems, but Bath & Body Works doing very, very well. Also on CNBC.com, Lord & Taylor is closing two dozen stores and they now have an official um, map of where those stores are. So this will be linked in the show notes if you want to go over and see if your store is listed and might be on the lookout after, at them closing if you have a clearance sale in your area, you might be able to find some items to resell. Turning now to the reselling sites themselves and starting with eBay, there's a new post over on the eBay for Business Facebook page for sellers impacted by natural disasters right now, including hurricanes and wildfires in California. Don't mention these storms here in Iowa. They seriously don't even list that. Oh, we are being so ignored right now with the situation here in Iowa around Cedar Rapids with storm damage. We're two weeks in and some people still don't have power. Ah. <sighs> rest assured that ebay is already protecting you if you can't get your shipments out on time and then they have a link to their community standards which they did update on july 27th uh, letting sellers know that they are removing shipping defects due to carrier delays you will be protected from late shipments due to carrier delays if you provide valid tracking and the shipping carrier is experiencing delays we will credit you with on-time tracking upload so there's no negative impact on your ability to qualify as top rated sellers. So I'm a little butthurt. I might have to go into the comments here and say, uh, Hello, are you going to protect Iowans, especially in Cedar Rapids? Why do we always get the shaft? I mean, I know it's bad in California right now, it's bad in Iowa too, it's bad in a lot of places. Ugh. And also from eBay, there is a new episode of the eBay for Business podcast episode 104, Holiday Updates. Uh, This week, eBay Senior Vice President of Marketplaces and the Senior Director of Shipping provide an update on shipping and the ongoing delays with USPS as well as the upcoming holiday shopping season on eBay. Uh, eBay seller Donovan Mitchell, this week's eBay 25 seller Story Selectee, talks with Griff about how he overcame a serious injury to build a successful business on eBay. And Brian and Griff answer your questions. You can listen to the podcast or you can read the transcript. It's an hour-long show this week. It'll be in the show notes if you want to go over uh, and check that out. In Amazon news, this is a story that is appearing on a lot of sites. I'm just referencing CNN.com. Amazon removes vulgar anti-Biden and Harris shirts. It says Amazon has removed merchandise sold by third parties with a vulgar anti-Joe Biden and Kamala Harris slogan and says it may take action against sellers listing them. Twitter users on Tuesday started pointing attention to shirts with various versions of the phrase... Joe and the H.O., referring to the Democratic nominees for president and vice president, former Vice President Biden and U.S. Senator Harris. Several shirts were still listed on the site Wednesday, but links to the products are no longer active. As of around 1230 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, an Amazon spokesman said the products have been removed for violating selling guidelines. All sellers must follow guidelines. Uh, and those who do not will be subject to action, including potential removal of their account. These products have been removed. So these are things that have been uploaded via Amazon Merch where you can upload T-shirt designs and then Amazon will print them. I just say, in addition to selling its own products on its website, Amazon also acts as a marketplace where third-party independent sellers can list items for sale. Uh, Demetria Edwards, an Arkansas attorney on Tuesday, sent an email to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos asking for the removal of the products. Edwards, who shared that email with CNN Business, called the items racist, sexist and offensive merchandise and a reprehensible attempt to demean, devalue, degrade and denigrate um, Biden and Harris. Edwards also said she did not receive a direct response from Amazon, and it's not clear whether her letter led to the product's removal. It's not the first time Amazon has had to remove inappropriate products. Earlier this month, they removed shoes for sale by a third-party seller that featured a racial slur from its website. And in March, Amazon said it had pulled more than one bil- one million excuse me, products off of its site for price gouging or false advertising during the pandemic. So putting items up on Amazon that then get pulled can not only lead to you, the items being pulled, but you can lose your account as well. So we will see if Amazon takes any further action on that. Also, over in the DetroitNews.com, there's an article posted, Amazon makes it harder for sellers to avoid shipping service. It says Amazon plans to make it harder for merchants to ship products themselves, meaning they'll be more likely to pay the company to handle the task. New shipping performance requirements announced in an email to merchants Tuesday will require third-party sellers to make deliveries on Saturdays and meet two, meet new, excuse me, one and two-day delivery pledges starting in February. If the merchants fail to meet the targets, they risk losing a coveted Prime shipping badge that influences which products shoppers buy. The move has potential antitrust implications because merchants could be forced to raise product prices if using Amazon Logistics costs more than paying the USPS, FedEx, or UPS. Amazon introduced Seller Fulfilled Prime five years ago to help expand the number of products shipped quickly by letting some merchants handle the delivery themselves. And that's the difference between Merchant Fulfilled and um fba merchant fulfilled you can ship the items yourself you store them you ship them fba you send them to amazon they handle it uh the aim was to ease bottlenecks in amazon warehouses since products would go directly from sellers two Prime subscribers who pay fees for delivery discounts and perks and typically spend more than other Amazon shoppers. Now Amazon said the program's performance is abysmal and is raising standards as part of an effort to reduce delivery times for many products from two days to one. Before the COVID-19 outbreak, fewer than 16% of Amazon orders shipped through seller-fulfilled Prime in the U.S., met a two-day delivery promise, largely because participants couldn't make those weekend deliveries. So if you are an Amazon seller, um, this article will be linked in the show notes if you want to go and read more about it. But yeah, definitely Amazon wants you to use FBA, but yet then they will institute um, restrictions on FBA like they did during the pandemic when you couldn't send non-essential items in, forcing sellers to ship to Merchant Fulfilled. But now if you can't meet a Saturday shipping delivery deadline, then you can't use or you can still use Mature Fulfilled, but you won't get that coveted prime spot. So, yeah, if you're an Amazon seller, it is always changing. And, um, yeah, this one is going to definitely affect those of us. uh, Not me anymore. I used to. I used to sell Merchant Fulfilled, but those who are still utilizing that might have to want to look into getting everything into FBA. There's a new article over on the eCommerce Bytes blog titled, Expect More Product Videos on Amazon and Etsy. The post reads, some Amazon sellers got excited thinking they could begin uploading videos for the products they sell, but were disappointed to learn it seems it only applies to brand registered sellers. Amazon posted the following announcement Tuesday. You can now upload videos for your listing using Seller Central. Videos uploaded will be eligible to appear in the images section of the product detail page, a placement previously reserved for brands. We have seen Uh, that when a video is available, customers spend more and visit fewer detail pages. A strong preference for video is shown based on customer purchasing decisions. Sellers can take advantage of this feature by clipping Upload and Manage Video under the Inventory tab. However, in the comments section of the announcement post on Amazon Seller Central, a few indicated that sellers must be brand registered and link ASINs to their brand. Meanwhile, Etsy has just begun allowing sellers to add videos to their listings on its marketplace. They then uh, link to an example of a listing featuring a video among the product image. And if you can't see it, it's because videos are in beta testing and only a certain percentage of buyers can view them as Etsy explained. Uh, So something to look for if you sell probably on Etsy, I mean, unless you have a huge brand account on Amazon. But if you are on Etsy, might be something that you can look into in the future is adding videos into your listings because goodness knows we only need to spend more time photographing and listing on these sites. And now might have to spend the time adding a video as well, but anything to help a sale, right? Just a reminder that PoshFest 2020 has been announced. It is coming to a couch near you October 2nd through 3rd, 2020. Uh, Everyone will have free access to all main sessions via the YouTube live stream. But for a $25 premium ticket, you will also get exclusive breakout sessions, private networking group, engage and connect with speakers and Team Posh a Posh Fest swag bag and additional uh, exclusive digital content. Those tickets are limited. So if you want to pay that $25, you want to hurry up and do that now. Also, they have put that Posh Ambassadors who are interested in sharing their stories at Posh Fest, you can learn more about speaking op- opportunities. And if you want to apply um, to be a speaker at this year's virtual PoshFest. And finally, today I wanted to share an interesting article I found over on Yahoo Life that talks about how eBay and Etsy became the menswear world's most important stores. The article reads, the best dressed men appreciate clothes with character and a good story. And in the wee hours of the morning, many of them can be found doing the same thing, sourcing eBay and Etsy, sometimes with a purpose and sometimes not. That's part of the fun. The boxes that mysteriously surfaced days or weeks later, depending on how far flung the search terms went, arrive with a sweet sense of victory that new clothes rarely have. That safari jacket from the 1970s looks better than when you've seen lately because in many ways it is, and these guys know that. They also know how to track these pieces down and make them look modern, which is the art of wearing anything vintage as well. And then they have some references such as uh, the Ralph Lauren polo country look those plaid button-down shirts, cashmere sweaters, boat shoes, broken uh, in L.L. Bean totes, and they talk about ways that men are styling them and mixing them with new pieces. So the article will be linked in the show notes if you want to go and read the whole thing. But I thought this was a fun article to share with those of you who like to source clothing and maybe aren't quite sure what to do. If you find vintage pieces, this article might give you some Um, ideas of what to look for. And that's a wrap on today's show. If you liked it, please be sure to give it a thumbs up and leave a comment. Check out the show notes for links to the articles I've referenced. And if you want to learn how to make money on eBay and YouTube the way I do, check out my books over on Amazon. My Amazon store is also linked. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again on Monday. Remember, the show will, starting Monday, only be here on YouTube. So come back then. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Bye.